Today's podcast is presented to you by Pastor Shelley Swan of Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. He got really detailed there. I was pretty impressed with that because that is not his personality. How many of you have you been here the last two weeks so you've heard the teaching? Okay, if you have not, I have week one, week two papers work up here for you. If you did not get the handout for tonight, I'm looking and at some point our ushers, I know Jim went to go find them. Um, we need these extra ones in here. I hope somebody is helping me with that. So um, how many did not get a handout? Okay, there's a few. Hold on. You might as well not keep your hand up yet. So can somebody, uh, Ernest, can you go help me? Yes, he made eye contact. So they'll be getting those for you. And um, remember, we've been talking about personality styles. Why do we study them? So we can love one another better, right? It's not some psychological thing where we can think we're smart in our minds. That's not it at all. Okay, it's so that we can understand each other and love each other better. I know I came from a a fairly large family. There were five of us, very different children. Some people, they see my sisters or my brother and they're like, you're the same family as them because we're very different. Okay, Um, so why do we study personality styles? God's greatest gifts are people and relationships. If you ever wonder, what should I do here? If it's for people and if it's for a relationship, you're never going to go wrong. Because that's why Jesus died. He died for people. He didn't die just to have some strategic plan. His plan was for people. And so that people could have a relationship with God. That's why Christ came. So that's why we study personality styles. Um, The second reason, and there's a PowerPoint that's going to go through up here. Okay, by understanding ourselves, we can maximize our strengths and minimize our weaknesses. Y'all go ahead and raise your hands up. Our fab ushers are coming down the aisles and they'll get you a copy. This is written on there, so don't think you're behind. Okay, I gave you these answers. All right, so don't get nervous. So we want to maximize our strengths, minimize our weaknesses. How many of you know you've got a few weaknesses? Yeah, we deal with them every day. (laughs) So that's why we um, study personalities. And then the third reason, we'll be able to understand others better and improve our relationships with all kinds of people. John 13, 34, and 35 is our, and just I don't, I guess y'all can see, is that better? You can see the PowerPoint better? I can get closer to you if I need to. Glad I wore a light color tonight so I don't fade. All right. John 13, 34, and 35 is one of our key scriptures. A new command I give you. What are we supposed to do? Read it with me. Love one another. That's our command. Okay. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this... This love, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So Jesus said that we're going to be known by our love. So if we 
can love each other in a better way, understand each other, we are going to be winning more people for Christ, right? Because we're going, to, we're going to be shining our light. People are going to be able to look, and they're not wondering about our Christianity by the way that we love others. They're going to be saying, man, I can tell. They're a Christian because they love other people. All right? Then we did talk about there were four contributing factors. This is on your paper as well. Four contributing factors to your behavioral style to those who have given their lives to Christ. I say that because the fourth one has to do with that. First contributing factor is heredity genetics, how God made us. Okay? Second one is the role models that were in your life generally up to the age of 12. Third thing is experiences after the age of eight, when a lot of memories, that's when we retain a lot of memories. Notice I'm saying generally. It could happen before that, okay? And so those things shape you, who you become, who you are. I know if I would not have been the fourth girl out of four girls and had a very strong sister personality above me, I probably would have turned out a little different. Then my brother came along. Though All those experiences shaped who I was. But then thank God for number four. The fourth factor is the Holy Spirit living in us and helping us. You know, that's one of the names of the Holy Spirit is helper. That's what he came to do. How many of y'all need the Holy Spirit's help? Amen. To help us overcome a lot of these weaknesses that we have. And then just some basic facts again. Um, People with similar styles tend to exhibit behaviors in ways common to that style. So as we talk about these four things, D-I-S-C, we can know that people generally are going to exhibit these, these things. And you might say, well, I'm a little different. Of course you are, because you're unique. God made you unique, and you're a blend of a couple of them. Second one, people have different styles in different places, such as home, office, friends, church, and community. How many of you have to act different at work than really you are because of your job title? At home, you go home and, yeah, you're probably a a different person. Now, if you can find a job where you can be exactly who God created you to, stay with that job. You're a blessed person. All right? The third thing is people are different, but they are predictably different. That goes with. We can predict if you're a D, you're probably going to act out in this way. All right? If you're an S, like we talked about last week, there's, there's ways that you're going to act, but it's pretty predictable how you're going to respond. Let, next thing, there are no good or bad personality styles. You can't change who God made you. He made you exactly the way he wanted to, and he loves you just the way that you are. Psalm 139.14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you've ever struggled with who you are and your self-esteem, you need to get this scripture and memorize it and get it deep down on the inside of you that God has made you. He has formed you exactly the way he wanted to. All right. Tonight we're going to get into our, our different personalities. Last week we're going to review really fast. On the back of your paper, you have that behavioral principles picture. 
Everybody have that? Last week we did the S personality. They told me this was hard to see. You're going to have to look hard, and it's going to come up at the end again. So don't get nervous if you don't get all of them. If you want to go ahead and fill that out, the ones from last week, that's great. The S personality, remember, we're going to do a quick review. They are good listeners. They are team players. They are predictable. They are loyal. They are sympathetic. But they resist change. Change comes very slow to the S personality. They like things the way they are. They love security. They need that security, things to stay the same. Don't rock the boat, okay? A lot of times, though, the bad part of the S is because they don't want change, they just ignore things. Sweep it under the carpet and act like it doesn't exist until, you know, it does, (laughs) until they blow up. Um, The greatest fear of the S personality is the loss of security, okay? We know, remember we talked about, that's those buttons that we know we're not supposed to push. If we are in relationship with an S personality, do not go and push their button of taking away their security and thinking, ha ha, I'm going to do this. Now that we have knowledge, God's going to hold us accountable for that. And we need to guard that in our S personality, friends and family, that they need that security. Just like you need other things, and we're going to talk about that. And what's the percentage of the S population? 69%. So guess what? Most of the people you deal with, this is who they are. Okay? We're going to, come to, we're going to do the other three personality styles these three, next three weeks. The majority of people are S's. That's why I did it first. Because that's most of you. You exhibit this. This is your main characteristic. You're going to probably have others. So tonight we're going to go into the C personality. So flip your paper back over. C personality also can be called melancholy or the beaver, if you've ever heard the animal system of classifying personalities. Here's the strengths of the C. They are accurate and precise. They are analytical. They are attentive to key details. They are systematic. And I know somebody said, when I said this before, they said, what's systematic? They love systems. They need systems. There's a word you probably can't spell. I had to do uh, make sure that my spell check was working, that I spelled it right. Conscientious. Conscientious. They pay attention. They're very good to know that they're doing things the right way. They have high standards. They are careful fact finders. Careful fact finder. They are controlled. They are thorough in all activities. Thorough. And their perspective, a lot of people call them the anchor of reality. 
They never get away from reality. This personality style does not. Okay, so remember, though, I have the little thing note on the side because any strength overused can then become a weakness. Case in point, one of the strengths of the C is that they're analytical. That's a very good thing to analyze things. But what happens when you overuse that? You, you need to make a decision. And so you analyze Here's the good things. Here's the bad things. Here's the good things. Here's the bad things. Here's the good things. Here's the bad things. All of a sudden, you can't make a decision because you're, you're still, you get caught in this. Have you ever heard of this term, the paralysis of analysis? I, I have a friend in Clovis, and sometimes he calls. He's a pharmacist, which would lend, this personality style lends itself. But he'll call, and he'll, you know, talk about this thing, and and. I've known him since he was a little boy, and, and he'll, he'll say, but this, and, and but about this, and, and this, and this, and he just gets caught up. And I'm like, you, you just, you're going to have to make a decision, okay? So it's a strength, but if you don't get that in check with the Holy Spirit, it becomes a weakness. So let's look at the weaknesses then of the C personality. First one, they can be too critical. Perfectionistic, overly sarcastic. I hear some laughing going on. Sometimes people say things and you know they're just kidding. (laughs) They're really not just kidding. The C personality can cut you to the core. Bound by procedures. And methods bound by procedures and methods, which are very good. Love procedures, love systems. But when they get you in chains and you can't ever get away from that, that becomes bad. Gets bogged down in details. Remember, knowing details is good, but we can get bogged down in them. A C personality could go to clean the kitchen. I think I gave this example a few weeks ago. The whole kitchen looks like a wreck and they need to go and clean it. And an hour later, the spouse comes in and is like, the kitchen. Well, I thought you were going to clean the kitchen. Well, I organized the spice rack because it, it needed it. And they're all perfectly in you know, all the labels facing out and, you know, all alphabetized. But they can get bogged down in details. The next weakness prefers not to verbalize feelings. Prefers not to verbalize feelings, which means they hold a lot of things in. The S we talked about last week does this as well. They try to just, you now the S just kind of ignores it. The C, they don't ignore it, it's going on full blast in their mind. And they are thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And yeah, they'll be like the volcano too if once once it finally gets um, too much. Have you ever heard of the passive aggressive thing? That's that would be a C. 
You know, they, they, they're not real verbal, but it, that doesn't mean they're not thinking. They're thinking all right. And given the opportunity, um, some very, uh, very critical words could come out of their mouth. All right? Um, we'll give in rather than argue. So they're not a big verbal arguing personality because they are more inward focused. Okay? They'll give in rather than argue most of the time. And they need clear-cut boundaries for actions and relationships. They need, notice, need. Some of you that are asses, you're just like, oh, well, whatever, you know. No, it's not whatever to a C. They have to know clearly what are the boundaries, what are the things that you need from me. In this relationship, they start a new job. They're like, where's my job description? I need to know. Okay? They really do. They have a need for those clear-cut boundaries. Okay, so these are the weaknesses or limitations of the C personality. Let's talk about their basic tendencies. This is going to be down below that. The basic tendency of a C is they are slower-paced. And task-oriented. They are slower-paced and task-oriented. If you expect to see, to talk, and have an answer real quick, (laughs) they're not going to. They must have time to process things. You have to give them time. They are slower-paced, and they're not going to be real big with people. They're not going to be your person that you want out in your sales department. They're going to be the ones that you want in the back, making sure the numbers all match up and are right. They're very good with tasks. Okay? Communication with the C. How do you talk to them then? They, they're going to be diplomatic. Okay? There's going to be a give and a take. Okay? It's going to be nice to talk to them. They're keen observers. Keen observers. That means they might be sitting there quiet, but like I said before, no detail is going past them. They're taking every one of them in. They're hearing them. Provides details. If you are in a relationship with the C, you must give them details which is excruciating for an S personality. They don't live in a lot of detail, and so everything is kind of good enough, and it'll be fine, and a C cannot. They just, uh, without the Holy Spirit, okay, they need details. So they're the kind, you know, the husband comes home, and the wife says, how was your day, honey? They said, oh, fine. Well, what happened? Well, not much. No, they need details. Or a story goes, they're the ones that you get all the fine print. You know, the husband probably says the headline, the wife needs the details if she's the C personality. All right? The greatest fear. Greatest fears of the C. The first one, this is really interesting, irrational acts. And when I, when I was studying this, and I saw that I was like, irrational acts? That's interesting. You know why? They, they, they need everything thought out. 
They need everything planned. And if something's irrational, if someone just comes in and does all this quick stuff, and here, we're just going to do this, and it makes no sense to the sea, it throws them off. Throws them off. They just can't deal with that. (laughs) Some of you that are seas are looking at me like, yes, you are exactly right. And their other greatest fear is criticism of their work. You know why? Because they have worked and put their heart and soul into every detail. And they, that is their baby. They go and present the report to the boss. Here's the report. If that boss is not a C, they're probably going to go, oh, yeah, and all those pages of details. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Thanks. Or if they're like, man, you misspelled something or this isn't exactly right, they will, they take that personally. That's their greatest fear, to be criticized for their work. Because remember, they're task-oriented. They've spent a lot of time on the details of this. So you must be very careful not to criticize their work. Now, there's a way to correct them and to help them, but be very careful if they're a C personality. Because that's the button that we want to stay away from. Under pressure. So when pressure comes... This is what a C does. They avoid. They withdraw. And they plan strategy to get even. Again, remember I told you, their minds, they may not say a whole lot. In fact, in an argument, a C is probably going to be pretty quiet because they can't come up with words like a D or an I do. They're not very verbal. But I can tell you later on, they will have lots of words because remember that, that movie reel that's going along, that dialogue in their head? They're planning and they're planning. Again, unless you let the Holy Spirit come in. But if you've ever been in relationship with the sea and you've done those things, pushed those buttons, you've probably noticed that distance comes in the relationship. They withdraw. They avoid. No eye contact. How are you doing? Good. A C, because again, they don't like to be criticized. And so don't play on those fears. Be very careful with that. Okay? In decision making, this is how a C will, do, will act. They will be reluctant. Reluctant, which means they're probably not going to make a very fast decision because they need a lot of information. If your boss is a C, you're going to have to provide them a lot of information before they make a decision. Remember that whole, they need to analyze, they need to know the pros and the cons. So if you have a boss that's a C, prepare a lot of information. If you have a coworker that's a C, if you have a child that's a C, you've got to tell them exactly why they do that. And you know every child's going to be different. Those of you that have multiple children, you can't deal with them. Now, the Word of God doesn't change as far as discipline, but how you present things to them, how you talk to them, needs to be a little different according to their personality. And if you have this C personality child, again, 
You can't expect them to move fast. My little granddaughter is a, a SC personality. She doesn't do anything fast. Oh, my goodness, I had to get her ready for her soccer game two weeks ago. It took her an hour to get on her shirt, and then she had her shorts, and then she had her her shin guards and her socks over them and her cleats, and she had to change the shoelaces because they couldn't be the same color. She had to change them in her cleats. It took her about an hour. I was glad I started way ahead. And those of you that are the fast-paced mama personalities or daddies, you're like, come on, let's go. Again, if they have that C or the S, they are slower paced. You, as a parent, are going to have to think ahead to give them more time, okay? Their greatest need, here's the greatest need of the C, time to do quality work. Because they don't like to do things halfway. So give them enough time to do quality work. They need facts. Give them a lot of facts, a lot of information. And they need that time to analyze. Time to analyze, to weigh those options back and forth. So if you have a child that's the C personality, them going to the closet and seeing 15 different outfits and possible combinations. You can't say, go get your clothes for tomorrow. You've got two minutes. They're going to have to have time. Okay? Time to go in and think, oh, purple socks. Would that go with that pink shirt? What is tomorrow? What's the weather? Now, the older they get, they will. They may keep a chart of what they've worn for a month. Have you ever known anybody that did that? Yeah, I wore that last Tuesday. I have to be careful. Someone may know I wore that last Tuesday. The C personality, they know. They know that. Okay? They need that. And those of you that are not, if you live with the C, just give them some space. Give them room. They have their systems. If you live with the C... Trust me, when you open a cabinet, your towels are probably going to be all folded in the right direction. The toilet paper is never going to be, you know, one way or the other. It will always be the same way, the right way. And they will probably, you know, tell you all the whys of why that's the right way. Now, if you're not a C... Again, I told you, give them that space. If you are a C, let me tell you this. You're probably not living with other C personalities because you would drive each other crazy. So listen, it doesn't always have to be perfect. Repeat that. C, say, it doesn't always have to be perfect. And I've had to come to terms with that. I, I can tend to be a little perfectionistic. But the people I've lived with, my family, none of them were perfectionistic. But I'm happy my husband helps. So you know what? When I open that cabinet and the towels are not all folded, the washcloths, half are this way, half are this way, and I'm just happy he put them up. Because you know what? If I have to do it all myself, I'm going to live a very frustrated life because I know I can't get it all done. Perfect. And as soon as it's perfect, guess what? If you live with anybody else, if you're in relationship, it's going to get messed up. 
And I have that you have to come to terms with that. You may get your house all clean and perfect and looking nice, and then they come in. And that's okay, because they're the people that you love, that you're in relationship with, and people are more important, okay? How does the C recharge? Last one on this screen. How do they fill themselves up? By private time, time alone. If you're sitting there talking to them and talking to them and talking to them and talking to them, you're wearing them out. In order to recharge their battery, they need some time by themselves. Yes, they need that. That's what helps. Then they can go and be around people a little more. I have a friend and she she goes to the women's retreat and she's like, I have to ride by myself because it takes everything within me to go and be around all the women the whole weekend. And then I can get by myself again and get recharged. And then I can go out in the public with people again because they're not naturally people persons. But through the Holy Spirit, we can do anything, right? Right. We can't change who we are. All right, let's go on. Some scriptures for the C personality. These are really good. Romans 1.17 says the righteous will live by faith, not by analyzing every possible outcome and figuring it all out in your head. If you are a C personality, you'll never be able to figure it all out and don't rely on your head. Now, God has blessed you with that ability But it is a faith walk that we have. So this should be a key scripture for you. The second one, Philippians 4, 8, says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Most see personalities, if they don't have the Holy Spirit, and even some that are born-again, spirit-filled Christians, can tend toward depression because they, uh, they take things and internalize them so much. And they, they get caught up in that. And that dark cloud can come very quickly for the C personality. You must learn this battle in your mind. You've got to learn how to think on the word of God and to think on the positive. Because, again, your mind is always going to, well, they didn't do this. And you see all the negative. You see the bad things. But you cannot dwell on those. You're going to have to discipline your mind to dwell on what is pure. To dwell on what's of a good report. You're never going to live with people that are perfect. As long as we're on this earth, and guess what? You're not perfect either. And that's where most people go into depression because they know I'm not perfect. And that's, that's hard when you're a perfectionistic personality. And the last one, Proverbs 15.1, a soft or gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word Stirs up anger. Remember I talked to you about how the sea can be very critical. They can be very cutting. Once they have the words, they may not have them immediately, but once they have them, they can cut you to the core. 
And be very careful if you're a C personality to let the Holy Spirit control that. I would speak this over my life. Thank you, Father, that I have gentle, kind words, soft answers for people. That's what we want to have as the C personality. And the last thing, personal growth areas, if you are a C. First one, concentrate on doing the right things, not just doing things right. Concentrate on doing the right things, not just doing things right. There's a difference. What is our number one thing that that God has given to us? Go back to what we talked about at the very beginning tonight. What's the biggest gift he's given to us all? Relationships and people. So if it's a system, this is how we do it. They're not following the system. Or if it's a relationship, which one should you choose? The relationship, people. Yes, systems are good. I'm all for it. Give me a list. Oh, I love it. I can follow it. Put my check marks. Yes, I know it's done. But people always come first. And that's a big lesson for the C personality. Don't get so caught up in making it right and perfect that you forget the reason why we do that. You know, our teenagers down there, we have a nice youth room. When they leave tonight, it's going to be filthy. Sometimes the after services, I look out here and there's little sucker wrappers on the floor and the little sucker sticks. And, you know, my personality, I'm like, the trash can's right there. Do they not know where the trash can is? But then I think, those little kids, when I see those little three-year-olds come out, and they got a sucker. They're so happy, Mommy. I got a sucker. I remembered my memory verse. That's what I choose to remember. That's the thing that I focus on. Not just that everything is perfectly clean and nice and in my system. Second growth area. Be less critical of others' ideas, approaches, and methods. Be less critical of others' ideas, approaches, and methods. Because they're going to think different than you. And it may not look the same. But what's the end goal? It may get it done just as fine. And don't be so caught up in your own systems. Third thing, respond more quickly to accomplish team goals. Don't let your team down by waiting and waiting and analyzing so long that you're left behind. They, the decision had to be made, and they're already moving in that direction. Respond more quickly. Next one, strive to build relationships with other team members. This could be your family. This could be coworkers. This could be people here at church that you serve with. Strive to build those relationships. Even though you're not really the people person, that's how you'll know the Holy Spirit's working in you. When you have those relationships with people, you may not have a hundred, okay, but you can have two, right? You can, you can work on those relationships. The next one, 
be more decisive. Work on being more decisive. Father, help me. You can pray that. Father, help me to make decisions quicker with the Holy Spirit's help. Help me, Lord. The next one, focus less on facts and more on people. Focus less on facts and more on people. And the last one, it's a really good one for the C. Take risks along with other team members. C's do not like to take risks because they like to know exactly how it's going to go and have it very controlled and calculated. But sometimes it's okay. It's okay to take risks. It's okay to be spontaneous. I love when we went to, took our grandkids to a water park. And they were freaked out that Stormy and I were going on the highest of the water slides. We were taking risks. We wanted to make memories with them. And it's okay. Okay? You can do it, C's. Okay, so let's fill out our chart then with the C personality. You, you already have the S and it's up here if you didn't get it all. So on this left bottom quadrant, this is what you're going to put. The C is accurate, analytical, perfectionistic, that hard word, conscientious, careful, precise, thorough, And the last one, creative. Now, if you think back, if those of you that were here, I said there's kind of the two ends of the C. One side of the C personality is very much the number, perfectionistic person. The other side is the creative C. That's your musicians. That's your writers. That is your uh, singers. A lot of those have that C. They're very creative. Also called melancholy or beaver. The C loves systems. Their greatest fear, criticism. And what's the percent of the population? 17% of the population are the C as their primary. On your paper, notice, we filled out the bottom. So the bottom, the C and the S, are more, it says, process-oriented. Okay? They're going to need processes. The higher your S and C, the slower pace you're going to be. If you don't have much S and C, which we're going to talk about those personalities the next two weeks, you're, you're a faster personality style. But the more S and C you have, the slower you go in your pace, okay? The less people-oriented you are, the higher your C, okay? The, the more task-oriented and less people-oriented you are. And you can see those things in your quadrant, all right, so that's the S and the C. Next week we're going to do, I'm not going to tell you which one, 
If you remember back to the first week, I gave you the numbers. You got to come. All right. So remember our last scripture. We're going to love one another because we understand each other. Let me pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word, God, that you have commanded us to love each other. Father, I pray that as we learn these things, that we will learn how to uh, have better relationships, God. Deal with our hearts, God, in the areas that we need to change, that we need the Holy Spirit to come into, God. Father, And we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy that covers us every day of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.